Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know what time it is. You should know where you are. This is Tyler Sheff. And sitting to my left, or are you in front of me, Mike? I can't tell. We're on Zoom. Is Mike Marino my co-host? How you doing, Mike? <laughs> Glad to be home in Colorado, and I heard you're happy to be back to Key West after your trip. I am. I'll tell you, it's about 15 degrees warmer here than it was in Tampa, if you can believe that. <laughs> Jill was dying because it was cooler, cooler the whole time we were in Tampa. I, of course, was loving it because, like you, I'm not really giddy on 200 degrees. <laughs> it's a living environment, but it is what it is. That's where Jill loves it like that. But yes, we are back in Key West. Loving that. I know you just got done doing a little stint there in the Great Airways. You were all, what, Vegas, Jersey? Yeah, not- I've been doing the Vegas to New York route and forth a bit. Yes, um, you're not in Fort Lauderdale after I heard the runway's underwater. Dude, have you seen the pictures? It's incredible. No, I haven't. Over two feet of rain in one day. That's insane. Imagine that's worse than a hurricane. That's the kind of stuff that opens up sinkholes. Boy, that's a topic for a podcast episode one of these days, isn't it? Ooh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Matter of fact, when we do a podcast on sinkholes, which we definitely need to do, we need to get Amanda Young on here on the show as a guest because she's not a structural engineer. She's a friend of ours or a friend of mine anyway. I don't know if you met Amanda before. I have. Yeah, she is sharp. She's powerhouse. She, and that's what she buys is sinkhole homes and she puts them back together. She fixes them right or has them fixed and then resells them or keeps them as rentals or whatever. And she does very, very well for herself. And guys, today we're going to talk about a topic that you probably never thought you would hear come from me anyway. Mike, maybe he's out there in California, Colorado. I, hey. I almost said California, but yeah, you know. watch that slip. <laughs> Isn't it true that California's migrating over to Colorado because pot's cheaper or something. <laughs> uh, but we got the Texans. The Texans come in and they kind of wash them out. So it's a diluted mix. Oh, that's right. The Texans are coming because they got invaded by California. That's They're right. all going north. <laughs> it's the 2023 mass migration, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So we had Richard Roop on a couple weeks ago and again, and he talked to us about AI, which is artificial intelligence for those at home that didn't catch that episode. And since then, I know, Mike, I've been using the heck out of it. Have you been playing with it as well? Different AI tools that are out there? It's not fair. It's really not. But I'm okay with that because it's like when they told me that real estate insider trading was encouraged in real estate, but it was discouraged in the stock market. I went, well, I guess I'll give up on the stock market and I'll focus on real estate. That's the capitalist in them. As you may have guessed, I'm a Cliff Notes kind of guy. Mike, you'll read the whole book, but I'll be skimming through the chapter looking for the good (laughs) stuff. I'll read the pictures. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm glad we had richard on we talked about this T- two days ago tyler and ari were on the phone for a long time and we just hit this roadblock yeah and all of a sudden i was thinking well what richard rook do that's right that's Chad gtp because he said it about 300 times on the episode he's absolutely right. when we did open it up holy crap busted right through our brain block and now actually we've discovered something that we've Want to share with everybody because we found it's really exciting, actually, what we learned from ChatGPT. It is. It is. And those of you out there that have struggled with marketing, ChatGPT and the different tools out there, this is your day has come. I could say that. This is your chance to shine. If you are ever going to just discouraged by marketing, you didn't like the idea of marketing or advertising or anything like that, or you had trouble writing copy or you couldn't get your, anything you were doing to convert or to get traction. Those days are over with if you harness the power of artificial intelligence. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to the episode we just did with Richard Roop about AI or artificial intelligence for real estate investors. Two days ago, Mike, when we were talking, I want to let the folks know is that, so we have a real estate investment fund. If you're new to the podcast, what that means is that we partner with like-minded investors 
to acquire assets. And in our case, it's residential assisted living homes. We find them, we build them out. We basically serve as the developer. And then we lease them out to assisted living operators. Those are the people that own the assisted living business. We're not necessarily the caregivers, but we lease the building out to the company that is the caregiver or hires and, and maintains the caregivers. And in that, when you're doing that and we're getting ready to raise money, we're putting together things like webinars to explain what we're doing. And we have to write a series of ads for Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all that good stuff. Cause we want to, the whole idea is we want to draw people to our upcoming webinars where we can explain to them what we're doing, we're buying these big houses and we're fixing them up nice, nice. And we're changing the zoning and we're doing things like putting in generators and commercial kitchens and really making them really beautiful so that we can provide, make sure that the folks that live there, the future residents have an incredible experience. And with that, we were crafting our marketing message because we want to tell people what we're doing. And it's, you could say, I'm, res, I'm in, we're investing in ALFs, but there's so much more than that. We didn't want to cheapen what we were saying. And a lot of folks don't even know what an ALF is. And it stands for assisted living facility. We like to use the term assisted living home. Our first one, of course, is in Tarpon Springs, Florida. We bought it back in September and we're going through the process now of engineering and permitting and we work with the architect and all that good stuff. And we're about ready to break ground on remodeling, which is exciting. So with that, we're going to start raising money so we can cover the cost of rehab. And during that time, we were looking at, okay, what keywords, what phrases make sense to draw people in? What are people searching for? What do people want to know more about in the investing realm? And when we did that, we used chat GPT-4. And when I started searching, we came up with socially responsible investing. So Mike, I don't know about you, but when they said socially responsible investing, I wasn't quite clear on what that meant. And the beauty of this technology is that when you don't know what it what that is, you can ask it more questions and it gives you more answers, right, Mike? Yeah, this was exciting because, you know, we've got this model and more importantly, the more we talk to people in Tarpon Springs about what we're doing, everybody lights up. Oh, yes. All the Greeks that we spoke to Hey, we're going to create this Yaya Manor. Yaya is what it's grandma for. Yaya's house, right. Everybody lights up because they like the idea that, hey, we're keeping this Tarpon Springs, Tarpon Springs. We're not tearing buildings down. We're not building this ugly communist block looking 26-story nursing home. We're doing the opposite. We're taking a home that Yaya, grandma, is used to seeing when she grew up, reminds her of home, and transform that into a comfortable and safe place for grandma just near her family in the community so we're passionate the town is very passionate because we're preserving the town we're not new yorking tarpon springs we're not yorking key west we're trying to keep that community and at the same time oh i've got a mother who's aging you've got a mother who's aging i don't know what to do with her when she gets the point where she needs help right because you're an airline pilot you're not a doctor no no, I don't want to be a doctor and I love my mother, but I don't think she could live in my mother-in-law's suite. I need a little more space than that. That's right. But more importantly, you and I both have careers. We're working and we care for our mothers, but we're not at that position where we can give her a sponge bath every morning. That's right. We're probably not the most skilled at giving her the level of care that she deserves. And we want to make right. sure that we can do that. So with that, we searched the term in chat GPT. We said, we asked the question, what is socially responsible investing and its acronym is SRI. And the answer was, it's a type of investment strategy that focuses on investing in opportunities that align with the investor's values 
or social and environmental concerns. Now, I know some of you are eye rolling so bad, you probably drifted off the side of the road and you can hear the rumble strips. Please are thinking, oh my gosh, that means that we're, you want me to buy an electric car. No, I'm not asking you to buy an electric car. Hear us out. It goes on to say, this type of investment involves taking into consideration the impact of an opportunity has on social, on society, the environment, and its employees. SRI has become increasingly popular in recent years as more investors prioritize social and environmental concerns in their investment decisions. By investing in socially responsible opportunities, investors can not only make a profit, but also make a positive impact on the world around them. And I know a lot of you are probably have struggling with what I just said. Here's the thing. I don't see anything socially beneficial when folks are doing wholesale double closes, all that shady stuff that people do every single day in the real estate space. When you've got realtors that are listing things off market and not getting top dollar for a family in need when they really need the equity out of that house, there is no social responsibility there at all. Some rehabber is going to do a fluff and buff job and put this thing out in the market. Some unwilling or unknowing house buyer is going to trust their realtor to tell them whether the price is right, but the realtor is terrible at negotiating and they're going to pay whatever the list price is and it's going to appraise because let's be honest, the appraisers half of them are wind up being lazy too. Nothing socially responsible about anything in that transaction. But let's look at this from a different angle. Let's look at what can you do when you consider social responsibility when you're looking at investment opportunities. For us, Mike, I think you would agree, as we said, the assisted living thing, number one, it hit home with both of us because our moms and your dad are all at the age where they're going to be have need for these services soon. Yeah. And one of the things I looked at was like, oh my God, the cost of that is unbelievable. So I started thinking to myself, okay, that wasn't in my financial plan. Some of these care cases can be six, seven, eight, nine. $10,000 a month in care cost for your parent. Those of you that are in between the 40 or up, you need to start thinking about this. And I hate to break the news as the more we dove into this, Social Security or any, not Social Security, but Medicare, Medicaid, Medicaid any government yeah. entity, they only pay around, was it 18 to 1800 to 2000 a month. So that's right, which uh, means the level of care you get in those type of facilities is it's shameful. Am I sad? We've seen a few of them. It's very sad. And after seeing a few, this is why we want to create a nice place where people are proud to bring their parents to. That's right. And this episode is not a sales pitch for what we're doing, but we're using it as an example to explain to you how socially responsible investing can make a massive impact, not only on your community, but also on your bottom line. I said this years ago, I've been reading books all of my life. And one of my favorite books is from Tom Wheelwright. It's about his tax book. And I, the name of it escapes me at the moment, but uh, tax-free living, tax-free tax wealth, wealth. tax-free wealth. Yeah. And he says, if you want to change your tax, mm-hmm. in other words, the amount of tax that you have to pay or responsible to pay, you have to change your facts. And in that, he doesn't mean that you need to cheat on your taxes because that's just dumb. They're going to catch you but it means change how you earn your income. So for me, I interpreted that as maybe I shouldn't be out there flipping houses. Maybe I should be investing a little bit more passively or in different ways, different strategies, such so I could reduce my tax obligation. Mike, Mike, you're an airline pilot. You're taxed at one of the highest rates allowed by law as a W-2 employee. If you were, if I was flipping houses, the same would apply. 
every time I sell a house for somebody as a realtor down here in Key West, I'm paying full on income tax on that. Not exciting. I really don't like giving my money to the government. <laughs> so when you provide, when you're a housing provider, when you're providing benefit to the community, your governments will provide you tax incentives. So to the folks that invest with us, there's lots of different tax strategies. We're not going to dive deep into those in this episode because number one, this isn't an episode about tax. And number two, Mike and I are not tax professionals, but at a minimum, there's depreciation, there's cost segregation, there's all kinds of different strategies that employ you can employ to reduce the investor's tax obligation. Additionally, we've got situations where need. Mike, we've read the book Silver Tsunami. Any thoughts on need? Yeah, I mean, reading the book on Silver Tsunami, it's, it opens your eyes, but everybody listening, we all have parents that are aging. That's right. My parents are baby boomers. Yeah, your parents are baby boomers too. A huge section of the population is now going into retirement age. And Tyler, I'm sure you've seen the statistics. The savings rate is yeah. abysmal right now. It is. It's basically non-existent. Yeah. Unfortunately, our parents don't have the money. They don't have $8,000 a month to pay for themselves to be in a really nice place. And some places are paying $12,000 a month. I've seen some of them. They're more they're like a Disneyland type of place. And that's what the baby boomers envision as retirement. It's got to be up to us as the sons, the daughters, and us as investors, socially responsible investors, in order to provide for this huge demographic that's coming up. Absolutely. Another thing to consider here, guys, and start looking at some of these opportunities. There is massive upside potential, massive windfall opportunities available in a lot of these socially responsible investing opportunities. I have a friend that's investing in oil and gas where they're investing in technology to make the oil and gas recovery process greener, if you will, or more, less environmentally impactful. I've got a friend of mine that invests his capital in solar energy technology, but in making the materials for solar energy production far more, what's the word I'm looking for, environmentally conscious, because I don't know if you guys realize this, but the whole vehicle thing and lithium batteries, that has a massive environmental impact on our local communities, our, our world, our globe. It's a very dirty energy. People call it green. It's not green. It's just, it's only green because it's wildly profitable. But nonetheless, there's so many opportunities out there today that are different. You see these situations where people are buying these apartment buildings, whether they be syndicates or they're private people buying these apartment buildings, and all they're doing is a gentle fluff and buff, and they're turning it on to somebody else and selling it to somebody else for a premium. When you keep passing it down the road, kicking the can to mirror what Ken McElroy says, you get to a point where you hit a wall. For example, you buy an apartment building. 100 doors in a syndicate, right? They put granite countertops in, they paint it, they tidy up the roof, they maybe change the sign out front and call, rename it a, something apartment homes, right? And they run the rent from 900 up to 1600, or at least they try to raise the rent to 900, 1600. Maybe they took bridge debt or adjustable rate of bridge loan or some sort of an adjustable rate financing. And what they're experiencing right now is the cap rates are increasing. Cap rates are increasing because the cost of their debt is going up. A lot of these syndicators, the whole deal only made sense when they would take a property and refi it after a couple of years. So they would do the improvements. When they do the improvements, they raise the rents. When they raise the rents, then the value of the property theoretically goes up because the NOI goes up. Cap rate divided by NOI. 
or multiplied by OI equals your new value. They would then take a bank loan to a more of a longer term scenario. Instead of a bridge loan, they take more of a fixed rate, long term, Fannie, Freddie, whatever, refi this deal, pull equity out, recapitalize the investors. And that's a home run, right? Isn't it awesome if you can recapitalize your investors 100% and the property continues to make money? Then, as we know, Mike, they turn around and sell it two years later to somebody else. And the process repeats itself. So now what's happening, Mike? <laughs> yeah, you got me thinking about something. And I think there's going to be some viewers who are going to be cursing me for it. The whole Burr method was great when the economy, the GTP, GDP that is, increased every year. We had decades of cheap points, almost free money. And the Burr method works great for that because it's constantly building and building. However, now things have changed. We've hit that wall. Interest rates have gone up to about 7%. It's going even higher with inflation. Burr method doesn't always work when the economy is starting to tick down. Tyler, I know you talked about this in a few of your podcasts before. You have to follow where the money is going and not fight it. For example, if the government wants to have affordable housing, socially responsible housing, don't fight it. Because if you fight it, you're going to hit a wall. You're going to right. over leverage. Like, unfortunately, a lot of these people are over leveraged. Instead, give the community what the community wants. And that is what I think anyway, preserve that community feel. The old buildings repurpose them, make it a wonderful place for the community can live, the senior housing can live in, rather than tear it down and put a high rise apartment complex and charge $5,000 a month. It used to work a few years ago. That's right. Things have changed. Things have changed, unfortunately. And so it's always, if you adapt to what's happening, that's when you progress. That's right. What I found recently in renting my daughter's apartment is she's in a real nice community, a little town called West Chase, Florida, golf courses surrounding you, attorneys and doctors live there and whatnot. Is a lot of the folks, 95% of the people that lived, that were applying to rent there couldn't afford it using the 3X rule. What the 3X rule is, if you haven't heard it, is making sure that you rent to people that are making three times the rent amount. So if your rent amount is, let's say, two grand, then you want to make sure they're, they make at least 6,000. That's take home. It's not gross. That's take home $6,000 a month. If they make less than that, they're going to have trouble paying for the apartment because of the cost of everything, right? Inflation, whatever it is. Like I said, 95% of the people could not afford it. So that makes me wonder, how many other landlords are following that rule, making sure that the tenant can pay for it? There's a lot of building going on. Mike, you saw it when you were still in Florida. Since you've been there, I know it's been a while since you've been like a, a, up by 54 and all that. Highway 54 in Pasco County is nothing but solid construction. High-rise apartment buildings going up everywhere. The rents they're talking about are well over $2,000 a month. That hits. And talking about socially responsible investing, that hits an affordability cap. I don't believe, this is my personal opinion, I'm not an economist, but I'm not an idiot either. I think I don't think there's enough people around that can stomach that kind of rent. Gosh, no. And Tampa is not a poor area of the country at all. It's not, but people, the wages are not keeping up with this. There's a disparity between the wages and the prices of rent. The, the average person just can't pay $2,000 a month rent. The average American or the average person in, in the, the Tri-County area in the Tampa Bay area, doesn't matter whether you're in Missoula, Montana, the same thing applies. Rent, the cost of rent or the cost of housing has exceeded what's affordable. Key West, 
you're out in Colorado, same thing, Denver, Salida, doesn't matter. Everywhere you go, this becomes a problem. So going back to the topic, what we're here to talk about, socially responsible investing, am I suggesting that you go out and buy properties and rent them at a loss or at a discount? No, I'm not suggesting that at all. What I'm suggesting is that to some degree, maybe you think think more about participating less in some of these opportunities where they're just basically picking the carcass because the opportunity for failure when you take the socially responsible element out is high. You're going to, these syndicates are going to hit a wall. These apartment syndicates are going to hit a wall. It's just a matter of time. I don't think that's a conspiracy theory by any means. I think it's just basic logic. I think you're right. What, in 2021, there was an explosion of multifamily mobile home syndicates. Yes. We saw that because that's when we started. That's right. What we're seeing, obviously, a lot of them are hurting because they didn't have fixed rate loans. They were over leveraged. But like you said, more importantly, they're just raise the rent, raise the rent. Until you get to a point where in a place like Tampa, nobody can afford the rent. That's right. But in, instead, now we have to look at what does the community need? How can we profit from that? For example, what we're talking about today, the socially responsible investing, it sounds weird. It was the first time we heard about it too, but it makes sense. It makes sense because in the end, it's an alternative use of real estate. We're not having the traditional 12-month 12, 12 lease. We're renting it three times. Instead, okay, let's focus. Let's convert this house to maybe a senior-assisted home, something different. Now we look at the numbers. Now it makes sense. It's very profitable. We've seen that. And now the community loves it. That's right. That's right. One of the things that we've seen, especially in the assisted living realm is, and this is an obviously a podcast about assisted living, but I think it's important to know that lots of folks want to get into the assisted living business, but the real estate for them is a hurdle because trying to go out and find, they don't know even what a deal looks like. It's just not what they have expertise in. One of the benefits for us is that we can help bridge that gap. We can help solve that problem in the marketplace where they look at a house and go, how am I going to squeeze 10 bedrooms out of this house? I don't know what size house to get. All the big houses cost a million dollars, which is not true. What neighborhood should I be in? Where am I going to get the money to do this deal? These are all the things that these operators are having. Mike, I know when you and I took on the Residential Assisted Living Academy training, we learned a lot about the struggles that the operators were having. And one of the biggest struggles was trying to find a place to conduct business. Where else? Drive down your road. Do you ever see assisted living facility that's out of business? No, (laughs) ever. Because they do very well profitably. However, it's very cost prohibitive to start one. So it's either you got the Black Rocks of the world, the huge hedge funds, or hope to God a mom and pop opens one in your neighborhood with all the inflation and everything that's going on with the housing cost in, in today's society. If that's not something you do every day, like you and I do, Mike, it's tough for that operator to get that going. So a big piece of our business model is we're helping solve that problem. We're being the real estate provider. Hey, we've gone out, we found the opportunity. We've worked with a contract that understands assisted living, working with an art with a, let me say, working with a contractor that understands assisted living. We're working with an architect that owns an assisted living facility. We have a consultant that has run these things for 20 years. So we're going in and we're doing all the heavy lifting for the operator. So for the operator, we've made it very easy. What have I been saying, guys, for the last eight years that I've been talking to this podcast? 
If you make something easy to buy, the price goes through the ceiling. It can be very profitable. We're making it very easy to buy. We're doing all the heavy lifting, the generator, the licensing, all that stuff will be in place. The operator then rolls in. And for that matter, if need be, we can even furnish it out for them. It becomes simple. When you're talking about going back to socially responsible investing, let's not lose sight of the fact that this is something, at least in the city that we're talking about. And so far, it seems like, Mike, every city we look in is there's this overwhelming need. Guys, you can be doing this. Our little city and where we're at in Tarpon Springs, the city was all about it. They want our help. I know, Mike, you saw in Salida, Colorado, they're reaching out to big box facilities. And in a lot of cases, the governments are giving grant money to help put these things together. Local, whether it be city, county, state, whatever, all kinds of grant opportunities. And there's angel investing opportunities. So guys, if this is something that's viable to you, what things that are that are sustainable, that are socially responsible, could you possibly invest in that maybe you could attract grant money? It's, it's not just assisted living homes like we're doing. Halfway homes, sober That's homes. Right. I've right. got a, a few airline pilots, Rich, if you're listening. That's what they do. If you get more people in this house that normally the numbers don't work, make it to benefit the community. The halfway house, there's a lot of grants for that. There's a big push for that too. Now I'm working on a pseudo boarding house right now in Las Vegas, quite a few of them. Same thing. Let's lower the rates by bringing more people in looking at the fire codes, working with the city to make sure everybody's happy in order to get that affordable housing for that particular niche market. So it's not just the assisted living homes. There's so many opportunities for everybody in every community that's listening right now. You just have to put an ear to it. We keep talking about city council meetings. They give you cute clues right there all the time. What is needed? I do. You got me. Every time I sit at a bar, I got one ear listening to a conversation around me. And believe it or not, now that I'm listening to real estate investing topics, people are always talking about, especially housing right now. That will give you very good clues. 100%. Anytime you help solve a problem for the government and your local community, you can find there is someone out there that will help you fund that solution. It is much easier to find money than it is to find solutions. So if you're the type of person that is a solution guy or an idea guy and you're willing to see it out, follow it all the way to the end, you're going to do really well. Focus less on what you don't have, focus on what you do have and get other people excited about it. For us, Mike and I went down and talked to the folks at City Hall. Um, we got involved with the community. We started, I, my wife grew up in Tarpon Springs. I've been and lived in Tarpon Springs. Myself since, my goodness, 2007 or something like that. Granted, I live in Key West now, but we know everybody in town and that goes a long way towards people start bringing opportunities to you. I know, Mike, here there in Salida, people are starting to reach out to you as a local expert in helping solve some of these assisted living challenges or aged American, elderly American challenges that they're having there in Salida because this problem is not mutually exclusive to Tarpon Springs or Salida, Colorado. It's in every major market. Sober housing, you talked about that. VA, veterans, uh, there's folks that have disabilities. There's autistic homes for autistic mm-hmm. adults. A friend of our, we actually we have two friends that have autistic adult children. They get to a certain point to where they want to move out of the house. They're 19, 20, 21, 25, 30, whatever they are years old. Mom and dad kind of want to live their life a little bit. That's fair. But they also don't want to put them in some institutional type situation and degrade the care that they from what they get at home. 
these type of group homes make a big difference. Guys, if you're looking for these sustainable type opportunities, these socially responsible opportunities, Mike, where do you think the best place to find those would be? I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, one of them is our website, thecashflowguys.com, of course. But yeah, just a- ask around. I'll throw out another tip I heard. Going to the city council meetings, going to these senior home meetings. That's it. And it's not just in Colorado. I'm sure it's around the country. A lot of these major employers can't get employees. Instead, now to get the employees, they have to attract them with corporate housing. Problem is, they don't have the buildings for the corporate housing. Hey, what if we collected a bunch of houses, maybe duplexes, quadplexes, put them in one package for that Monarch Ski Resort? That's right. That's what I'm talking about over here. Now presented to the large employer. Hey, I've got a solution. I can provide you corporate housing. This is what this could work out to be. Again, another example of socially responsible investing where big money and now you're helping the big employer in the That's right. And guys, I'm going to wrap it up with this. As we always say, you know, it, you can't discover opportunity just sitting at home watching YouTube. You got to get out there and do things. You got to get out there and go to the city council meetings. If you can't get to a city council meeting, you don't have time. You can watch these on YouTube. Most of the municipalities put them on YouTube. There's all kinds of different ways you can get this information, but reach out to your government. Your government is going to give you tons of opportunity. They're going to hand it to you in a silver platter because let's be honest, they're not the greatest at solving problems. They're amazing at finding finding problems. They're just not good at solving them. And they need people like you and I to solve those problems. Any last thoughts that before we leave, Mike? Yeah, spot on. I mean, in fact, my town is was offering free land, free land and up to $12 million if you can solve their one problem, which was senior living over here. Exactly. It's awesome. Take it away. Yeah. Take our land. Take our money and our land. We'll give you the land and the money. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Guys, we're going to leave it right there. We hope you found value in this episode. Don't forget to head over to cashflowguys.com and check out our website. We've made a lot of changes recently. If you have questions or you have comments, you're watching this on our YouTube channel, leave comments below. We'll be happy to respond to them. Both Mike and myself will, will respond to all positive comments. I'll respond to all negative comments. Then I'll hunt you down where you sleep and I'll torture you just like you think you're torturing us. I'm just kidding. Not really. Anyway, guys, have a great week and we'll catch up with you on the next one. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to cashflowguys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.